Hi, everyone. Daniel Williams here, senior editor at MGMA and host of the MGMA Podcast Network, here for another episode of MGMA's Week in Review podcast. And what a week it's been. It is currently October 27th, Friday, as I'm recording this. And I've just gotten back from Nashville, Tennessee, where we had the MGMA Leaders Conference. It was a huge success. Got the opportunity to meet many of you there. Also got to interview some of you, and that was a great opportunity as well. Um, And I'd love to hear from you about that. What do you think about uh, the Leaders Conference? What was your main takeaway? whether it was an experience, whether it was a networking opportunity, whether it was an educational session, whatever it might have been, um, just send me an email, contact us at podcast at mgma.com. Would love to see what you're thinking about that. So until then, I will recap a couple of highlights for me. One of those, and this is true every year for Leaders Conference, it's the getting to meet y'all. It is getting to bump into people there in the exhibit hall area, in sessions, just even in the hallway that first day or so when we're all a little bit disoriented, trying to figure out which way to go, where's the next session, where do you go to register? I mean, there's just a lot of things when you go to a convention center and one like the Music City Center in Nashville, definitely had its challenges. I know I it took me about uh, six hours or so to get acclimated there, but then once you do, it's old hat at that point. Um, so what was good for me specifically, it was so exciting after working on uh, as an editor and a project manager for, for Kim Tolliver and Taya Gordon's new advanced strategy book on financial management, to see that book make its debut uh, at the conference, to see Kim and Taya almost needing ice packs to ice their wrist and hands after signing so many autographed copies of the book. That was just such uh, an exciting thing to see. Uh, another thing was to uh, get to do some on-site interviews. If you've been listening to the podcast this week, uh, got to talk to several people there in attendance, including Uh, but not limited to uh, our forum rep of the year, Tracy Bird, and also our legislative liaison of the year, Steve Freeland. It was a great uh, honor to get to interview both of them and then get to publish those two podcasts. Uh, You'll be able to see uh, the links to those in the episode show notes. Um, A couple of other things, uh, the Jackson Physician Search Party. Uh, was a great opportunity to get out and just have fun. I don't know if how many or if any of you were at that particular event. Uh, then there was also the big event uh, at the Wild Horse Saloon on Tuesday night. That was incredible fun. Just such a cool way to get to interact with y'all. Amazing food. Awesome music. Um, they don't call it Music City for nothing. I want to just touch on one more piece of major content uh, that I really gravitated to. Maybe many of you 
in attendance did as well. And that was Scott Cullen's uh, keynote address. And he was addressing uh, what medical practice leaders think about AI. Our editorial team, led by Chris Harrop, already, uh, they were in attendance, took notes on Dr. Cullen's keynote address, and already developed an MGMA stat story uh, that's up on the MGMA site right now. You can probably hear I'm already losing my voice, so this is probably going to be an abbreviated weekend review, but I want to give you some of this information, and then I'm going to provide several direct links for you so you can uh, delve into this even more deeply. So the research uh, from this week's stat poll showed that about 8 in 10 medical group leaders believe that using artificial intelligence will become an essential skill for their jobs, and some even think it already is. According to the article, almost every strategy and ongoing challenge in healthcare administration discussed at this week's 2023 Leaders Conference in Nashville came back to a single concept. Is this something that artificial intelligence can or will revolutionize? Similar conversations are happening for physicians today. Bernard Chain, MD and Dean for Medical Education at Harvard Medical School, recently spoke to JAMA about how AI could accelerate medical education. And a new article from DHI outlines several new uses for ChatGPT for helping patient education tasks such as answering questions about gastrointestinal diseases, myopia, and other health conditions. Now, our keynote, Scott Cullen, who's an MD and chief clinical officer of Aviva Healthcare, gave a keynote address, as I earlier mentioned, and he also took questions from members of the CEO Summit in Nashville on why administrative leaders should be at the forefront of the next chapter of AI's expansion in healthcare. Cullen said, lots of folks who are non-clinical seem to think that the most important thing we can do with AI is fine-tune and improve on clinical decision-making, but the real opportunity at the front end is to use generative AI to improve our processes to the point where we can increase access. Cullen said that it, the expanded use of chat GPT-4, vastly more powerful than the 3.5 version that many use, will be really remarkable compared to what individuals have seen from AI in the past 20 years, including beyond the recent major advances in radiology and imaging. Cullen said what might have taken three to five years, five years ago, may take less time than that now, but the wild card is what we do with it. Cullen added that all the technology in the world won't have any impact until we've transformed the people and the processes. As a former big tech consultant, our mantra was always people, processes, and technology. And he added, in that order. I think the rate-limiting step now is not the technology, it's us. 
Just as so many healthcare leaders are looking to AI to help them automate and solve problems that have been exacerbated by staffing shortages, it's not that easy to hire the types of data scientists that can build AI models from the ground up. Cullen said, it's really hard to find data scientists, even if you're OpenAI, Microsoft, or any of the big consulting firms. Basically, we're at a disadvantage in the healthcare provider space because it's not been our area of expertise, and it's not something that we really understand well enough yet to know exactly what we need. But what's even more intriguing for healthcare is beyond the predictive modeling, and that's in the area of generative AI, such as ChatGPT. Though Cullen noted that many large language models that power these tools are still prone to hallucination, nonsensical or inaccurate outputs, such as incorrect citations, the problem of hallucination is going to still require that there's a human in the loop for quite some time. Cullen added, but it still holds fantastic potential for many elements of provider organizations to automate and reduce needed staff resources for certain tasks. Cullen finished his CEO Summit appearance, giving us a succinct answer to how medical group leaders can think about how much AI they need to understand to be successful in the profession going forward. Cullen said, we know that this is a field in which it's not going to be possible for us as leaders to necessarily understand every single minute detail of how this technology works. And he concluded that we do need to understand the implications and we need to have trusted allies and advisors in this. Well, this is going to conclude this Week in Review podcast. I hope you had as good a week as I did. Again, it was an amazing time in Nashville. So good to meet so many of you. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on what stood out in Nashville for you. Until then, this is the MGMA Week in Review podcast. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership.